With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Regular panellists uh, with us this morning, I'm pleased to say, Ollie Ritchie and Ricky Swinnell. Uh, on a number of diverse subjects this morning. Uh, we'll race through them all. First of all, uh, Ricky, can I start with you and give you the name Reese Walsh? Uh, here we are all <laughs> lauding this young fellow for his amazing ability to transform the Warriors into an exciting unit. Uh, we're placing a lot, uh, a lot on his shoulders, his young shoulders admittedly, but, but there is uh, common sense and there is stupidity. Uh, where does he sit with this lot? Oh, yeah, look at... <laughs> I mean, I think it goes to show that sometimes the pedestal we elevate people to very quickly, um, particularly young people. Um, look, this is dumb. Uh, you're a professional athlete, um, for sure. But, you, you know, I, I, think he's, I think he's actually fronted up and handled it pretty well. And I think the Warriors have too, which is maybe something that hasn't happened in years gone by with these kind of incidents. So I'm not going to, you know, hang and draw and quarter the guy as yet um, but if he you know he's got to learn from it and, and got to be better um, for sure because as I say you, you know you are a professional athlete and it goes into this whole role model discussion which is often one we have around uh, sports people um, and, and look as I say I think he's fronted it well but um, yeah very high on the stupidity scale. So, Ollie, do we, do we look at this kid as a young up-and-coming league star or uh, now that his season is over, do we look at him as a, a 19-year-old individual uh, caught with um, this in his possession uh, and, and admitting that have, having used it throughout the night? Uh, do we, what do we treat him as? Does he, does he deserve special attention in this scenario? Well, I think he's going to get special attention regardless of whether he deserves it because that, that is... Um, what comes with being a, a professional athlete and being in, in the spotlight um, like that is that yeah that that spotlight is transfixed on you um, a lot brighter and a lot harder. Um, in saying that, I, I completely agree with with Ricky in the, in the sense that um, he fronted up and, and handled it really well. He, he front footed it, um, and you know from a Warriors PR perspective, um, that was the best thing that could have happened. Otherwise, we'd all still be. Uh, talking about it on every single news bulletin and, and news website around the country. Um, I think the, the the big question here is how how does he handle it going forward? You know, is this going to be kind of the making of him? Uh, and mm. and are we going to be here in twelve? If we're here in twelve months' time, um, and Reese Walsh has made similar errors, then you know those were just those were just words written on a press release that he that he said the other day. Um, 
But if he can show that he, he's learned from this and that he uh, you know, is a different man uh, and that he's not going to make the same stupid mistake again, uh, then I think he deserves uh, a second chance. Yeah, I think uh, Cameron George will look after him in that regard, but he's going to have to, as you say, help himself at, at some point. Uh, news coming through this morning, uh, Ollie, or late last night, Warren Gatlin now uh, Director of Rugby as opposed to hands-on head coach at the Chiefs, Clayton McMillan, getting that job. Is that a surprise to you, and what does that signal to you in terms of Gatlin as a hands-on coach going forward? Well, it sig- that, that signals to me uh, that the Chiefs, made incredible progress under Clayton McMillan last year. And not only that, they found a, a man and a coach that players really wanted to play for and really wanted to go and do battle for uh, every week. So that says to me that um, Clayton McMillan is the man that the, the, the players want to do battle for and, and want to play for. And they talk about mana uh, at the Chiefs uh, all the time. Well, Clayton McMillan has it in spades. Um, and, and I actually think it was... Inevitable, really. The, the, the questions were starting to be asked quite early on before Warren Gatlin was back in, in New Zealand shores, before the Lions series had even, had even kicked off, is what are they going to do about this problem? Um, because it was a problem. They had a man there that was coaching well, he had the team performing well, and he had a team that wanted to play for him. Why would you get rid of that? You know, why would you go back to the coach that led you to uh, a no-win season in Super Rugby Aotearoa? So use Gatlin's rugby brains because he's clearly uh, a very smart rugby man but keep the mana uh, of Clayton McMillan at the helm Hasn't been that long Ricky since uh, people were talking about Warren Gatland as a possible all black coach, you think that's getting (laughs) a long way away now? (laughs) Yeah I think so and and obviously I I wonder if he is seeing where he is now best served, this is a a very European style setup now isn't it, you, you do see that a lot and um, well, dare I say South Africa as well. Um, and it would be interesting to see if this is a bit of a blueprint for other franchises. We often talk about, you know, the coaches that have to go overseas because there's not that many key head coaching roles in New Zealand. So if this works for the Chiefs, um, it could be something other franchises look towards. I think it's a smart move from the Chiefs because those questions were going to start coming, weren't they? Um, <clears throat> heading into a new season next year, you know, we're not all that far away. We're, you know, six months out of that from, from the start of a new season and after what the Chiefs did under McMillan this year, um, those questions are going to certainly ask. And so I think the Chiefs have front-footed it and immediately taken the heat out of that straight away. Um, I guess the, the, the proof is in the pudding and, and when you have someone like Gatlin who has, has been a hands-on coach right up until this moment, can he be the one to step back and let McMillan run the team how he wants it and find his own footing in this new setup? Ricky, um, over the last couple of days there's been uh, an outpouring of, an, of opinion on Israel Adesanya and Dan Hooker, the mixed martial arts fighters representing New Zealand, carrying the flag for us but not getting the support from the bureaucrats back home. Uh, how have you read that situation? Oh, God, um, I sort of don't know if there's anyone that can have a whinge quite like the UFC guys. Um, I think this, the, the moving to the States or whatever has been completely overblown. Sports like our top cyclists have done this for years. They've based themselves in, in Spain or, or wherever and they've come home when they can. OK, yes, we know that the MIQ system and all of that is, is rubbish for athletes at the moment. We absolutely know that. But I, I, w- I would suggest it's sensible when your business that's being done, in this case your fights, are 
largely staged overseas that you base yourself there. Um, I think there's a, a little bit of a, a chip on the shoulder kind of element to it. I, I, I think, you know, these guys are lauded largely um, by the media and, and on social media and all of that. And I just, yeah, the, this whole the ditching New Zealand and, and is completely overblown. Athletes have been doing this for decades. Ollie? Yeah, couldn't have, couldn't have put it to myself, um, to, to be perfectly honest. And, and I know they had a lot of complaints about what they were able to do here. MIQ is one thing, and, and that is a system that needs a, a lot of work. But I know that they were, they were complaining about not being able to train here and, and all that sort of stuff. Well, well what do you want? What, what, what are you suggesting here, Israel and, and Dan and, and everyone who was complaining about that? Like, are you asked? Are you after preferential treatment? I know they like to compare themselves to well, their treatment to the All Blacks and to, to the Black Cats. Well, it's, it's apples and oranges as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you, you can't train under a level four lockdown. And I know they tried to and the police broke that up and they thought that that was everyone out to attack um, mixed martial arts as a sport and, and city kickboxing as an organisation. It wasn't. It was simply following the rules. Uh, yes, it is not an ideal scenario at the moment. And if and there was no COVID and you could come and go freely and you didn't have to worry about MIQ, then you'd be fine to base yourself here. But as Ricky said, um, your business is o- overseas. Uh, that, that's where it all happens. Um, so base yourself there. And, you know, it would be uh, wise of them to look at other Kiwi athletes who have to base themselves overseas because there are a lot of them and a lot of them who don't complain like the UFC boys do. It's 10.31 here on SENZ. Ricky Schwinnell, Ollie Ritchie with us. If you could stay with us, uh, folks, I'd be pleased because there's another couple of things I'd love to chew the fat with you uh, with. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. It's part two of the panel here with uh, Ollie Ritchie and Ricky Schwinnell. News of that white, white substance on the table at the league party. Good God. I mean, that's what the world is coming to. You can't even have salt on the fish and chips these days and spill the canister. I mean, it's just so wrong. Absolutely so wrong. Uh, Ricky. God, I'm just giving myself Ricky. a headache listening to some of those headlines. I've rolled my eyes so hard listening to the news. Oh. <laughs> what a wonderful, oh, what a wonderful world. Has it been Crosby sung that or something? Uh, look, Ricky, uh, let's, let's look going forward, shall we? Um, we, we know how the, the Springboks are going to play. We also know, and it's been acknowledged by the likes of uh, Grant Fox, Ian Foster, a all, that we didn't handle it too well. So what do we do in the back three this week? Oh, yeah, that's a question. I think that's probably the, I mean, the player most under pressure to keep his spot, isn't it, is George Bridge um, this weekend. Um, I mean, it's a simple fix, isn't it, really? Catch the bloody ball um, across the board. I, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen a, an All Black team drop that much ball. Um, yeah, as I say, bridge for Reese is probably the, the question. The other is, is Barrett for Moonga. I think it's hard for Richie Moonga to come into the team in that situation, when, especially when Barrett has been playing relatively well. Um, yeah, and I think was it... The point was made, I think maybe Justin Marshall made the point um, a little bit about with some of those kicks that were going up during the game, the the sort of clutter that was around that area. So made, you know, a lot of guys trying to protect the guy coming up in the air, but it made it a little bit confusing. So I think clearer comms is is probably an area as well. But um, yeah, I mean, we certainly know what's coming this weekend. 
Ollie, how do you feel about it? I mean, and if Mwonga comes back, do we need the goal kicking of Geordie Barrett? Is he a starter at 15? Um, I, I think Geordie Barrett is a starter at 15 because he was our best under the high ball. In fact, he was probably our best on the park even before he mm. slotted uh, the match the match winning penalty. I think Geordie Barrett was, was comfortably our best player on, on the park. I agree. Man, when you see George Bridge drop that ball inside six minutes and the Springboks go on to score, you just get the feeling this could be a long, long night at the office forum. And it was a long, long night at the office forum. Uncharacteristic for George Bridge. He is normally so safe. Uh, under the high ball, and that's one of the qualities that uh, both the Crusaders and, and the All Blacks really like about him, that his confidence got rocked in, inside six minutes and he never really regained it because the Springboks just kept kicking and kept kicking and kept kicking and, and he just didn't quite get there. Um, so I think if Anton Leonard-Brown is fit this week, he'll slot back into the midfield and they'll push Rico Ioane out to the left mm. wing and just spell uh, George Bridge for a bit. Um Given you know, which which is brutal because it will um, it will feel and look to George Bridges if he was dropped and he probably has been, um, but just give him a bit of time to go back to the drawing board and, and he'll get more game time on the Northern Tour. Don't don't worry about that. But I think they'll be looking to get Rico back on the left wing and, and let it Brown back into the midfield uh, as soon as they can. The Mawanga, bring him off the bench maybe. I'd still be starting Bowden. I'd still be starting Geordie, but probably a good idea to get some minutes under his belt just with. Um, the fact that he's been in a hotel for two weeks and not going to play again until the end of October against the USA. It couldn't, and, and there's nothing on the line. You know, the rugby championship's sewn up. Uh, yes, of course, they want to win. They want to go unbeaten through the rugby championship. But maybe just give Moanga 20 or so minutes off the bench. Uh, might just be useful mm. to get some, get some rugby into him. Mm. There's a nice romance uh, about, and I, I use that word in inverted commas, about uh, the NRL grand final this weekend. Not so much... Uh, for the combatants or anything else. But uh, there's a New Zealand romance for me and Benji Marshall. Now, here's, here's an interesting case. Uh, Benji Marshall has tried uh, at both codes. Uh, it didn't work when he came to rugby. Ricky it was uh, an abject failure, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here he is. He's on the biggest stage in rugby league of all. And, and you know, it, it's just got a nice feel about a guy who probably was long gone and forgotten in most people's minds, going to be front and centre uh, for Wayne Bennett. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? He, he's sort of—it's almost the sto- like his career has been a, a roller coaster romance um, throughout, isn't it? He, you know, he and I, and I think it's easy to forget—he carried. He was really the face of of New Zealand rugby league, and 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 for a long time the NRL for for a long time. And he was a kid who came out of Fakatani who hadn't played the game. Um, and if this is to be the swan song, what a what a way to finish! I think he's always. Uh, fronted up, he's always carried himself as well as possible. He's, he's as I say, worn a load um, at times, and that is not always easy. And, and he, um, you know, he's always been available, fronted up when when things haven't gone well. So yeah, it would be really nice as, as a complete neutral. Don't really care who wins. Um, those are the kind of things mm. that you look for, isn't it? The little stories to to find someone to maybe uh, to to peg your loyalty on for the day. And Ollie, uh, I know predominantly rugby man, uh, but uh, Benji Marshall did he did uh, try to uh, wet the toes in rugby there for a while. Uh, what do you make of that? Yeah, look, it wasn't um, it wasn't one of the best transitions from rugby league uh, to rugby union, was it? And I'm sure all the Blues fans will be hoping they don't have too too similar a scenario with Roger Tuivasa-Shek when he gets uh, rolled out in uh, in the blue jersey. 
but I, I completely agree. I'm, I'm uh, a mutual here. I don't have a loyalty uh, or a following with any uh, of these two teams, but it would be great to see, this, if this is a swan song, to see Benji get another uh, NRL premiership, a, a, another ring. You know, he's just, he's done so much for the game. The kid from Fakatane who who'd never played it, and, you know, he's had a roller coaster. He's, he's done well with the West Tigers. He's come the union. That hasn't worked. He's had, you know, other opportunities with the Dragons and the Broncos, and then another sort of swan song at the, the Tigers before being released and, and giving another, another crack with the Rabbitohs. It would be just such a nice story and such a nice potential farewell for Benji um, if he was to be able to, to win that with the Rabbitohs. So I'll certainly be cheering for them uh, in the grand final. I'm sure a lot of other Kiwis will as well. And just off the top of your head, um, Ollie, uh, first of all, if uh, the Prime Minister, as she said, is going to open up some spots, uh, up to three or 400 spots maybe, for genuine business interests uh, in terms of uh, being able to quarantine at home uh, in a very common sense sort of way, uh, does that open that up? Uh, does that qualify Grant, uh, Ryan Fox? Does it qualify our sporting people? Because uh, they are, in the essence, uh, if you look in the dictionary, business people. Yeah, they are. They're a genuine, a genuine business, and they're wanting to, to get home. So you would think that they're well and truly in the hunt uh, for those. I won't pretend to be an expert on EMIQ and who should or shouldn't be in, because I'll probably upset a few people. Um, but uh, the upshot is, is that a lot of people have to go offshore, not just athletes, um, but a lot of people have to go offshore to do their business. Um, so absolutely, our, our Kiwi athletes should be in the mix um, to get some of those spots if they are being opened up. I think that'd be uh, a good thing too, Ricky, because it's a headline mm. uh, on a regular basis now. Uh, if, if they were to appease a few and put them in that bracket, I can think that only being good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, 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 God, I hope this trial works. Um, as someone who has, you know, watched some watched some international sevens the last couple of weekends and being desperately knowing I could have been there but for the situation. Um, yeah, I think it is a little bit trickier in the sense that. Uh, they are, it's going to be dependent on which countries you're coming from, um, and I think they would probably need um, because you know these are uh, businesses are going to be advocating for a spot, right? So they would need I don't know whether it is through Sport NZ or through their national body. So if it's Golf New Zealand or if it's Triathlon New Zealand, if you Hayden Wild or someone for Courtney Duncan, if they need someone to advocate and apply um, in that sense, just to give it a little bit more heft and a, a little bit more weight. But um, yeah, like I, I mean it. It's, it's it's the next step that we have to do. We we you know we just have to be able to to um, get these people home in some way, shape, or form. And, and so yeah, I think it, it would probably be a pretty good PR move too um, to get a couple of them in those slots. Ricky Swinell, thank you very much for your time this morning, and to you too, Ollie uh, Ollie Richie, you've been great, uh, and a number of a wide range of subjects this morning are very opinionated and, and informed. Enjoy it. Uh, Enjoy the panel every day, same time again tomorrow morning, folks.